Hi, this is your Fungin Master, David Hallman, and I'm here to talk to you about Enchanted Manor Mead. Now, the Enchanted Manor Meadery is the official meadery of the Texas Renaissance Festival, and actually, uh, a place I worked for a good five to seven years. They make excellent mead, and they also have a mead club where you can sign up and receive three bottles of mead to your door every three months, and two of those flavors in that box are going to be experimental things. Things like hibiscus habanero, kumquat, s'mores, Halloween. Wait, hold on, Halloween? It says Halloween on... what? The hell? Halloween's not a fun... Okay. Anyway, if you'd like to check them out, their website is mead.today. And if you'd like to buy some mead, use offer code POD10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. The Enchanted Manor Meadery. Good mead made by good people. I mean, yeah, there was a ton of media inspired by the rock getting destroyed above our atmosphere. I happen to make some of the best. Critically or commercially? Yes, listen. It was inspirational and honestly beautiful from where I was sitting, but I regret having gotten to see it, even with the newfound success. My office was directly beneath it. I had a great view as the capital ships began rending holes in it. The rocky shell was enormous, almost the size of Zelron's moon. So it was easy to see as it got close and as it crumbled. As the holes opened up, it looked like dust began pouring out. That's where I got the inspiration for my game. Stardust Satellite has been a life-altering success, propelling me to the upper echelon of my station. I uh, found out later that every speck of dust was a life lost. Someone that had no control over their own fate, floating for all time in our newly acquired asteroid belt. It still haunts me. They might have meant us no harm, but from what I hear... Most of those people didn't have a choice in what their purpose was. Kind of... Uh, kind of like us. Welcome back, fellow traveler, to Good Better Quest. Join us as we go on a long errand. stands in the dark recess of this ship, the crumbling and decaying vampiric form of the intergalactic inquisitor Alistair Cowell lays before you, their badge of office gleaming like a well-weathered bone in the ash where their hand once grasped it. The darkness around you pulsates, moving like the lungs of a creature heaving its dying breaths. Captain Calvin kneels by Crumb, ministering encouraging lamentations. However, Crumb remains lifeless, his body drained of its usual flamboyant color. Jake, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up as you feel the eyes of some creature watching you, but you are unable to tell from what direction. Raquel, familiar to the hate and contempt you felt earlier, sheer, unbridled confidence is the overriding feeling you get entering the totality's lair. Hagen, your ocular implants are the first to register your surroundings, but your paradox-absorbing crumple zone is unable to comprehend what it is you're looking at. The habitable zone of this ship was similar to pre-industrial technology. The bridge and workings were on par with many civilizations the three of you have encountered. 
This room, however, is entirely incomprehensible. It looks like the circuitry moves and shifts, changing where the power is flowing. The shape of the room itself flows and moves, almost like the outlines of a dream. And the field that surrounds the ship seems to be coursing through every inch of the space in this room. The lights stay dim, and even your eyes are unable to see far into the darkness. But you can tell there is movement there. Those of you with organic brains continue to hear the voice broadcasting into your minds. It's too late to stop our plan. You're on our ship, and we are in total control. Even if you dismantle our weapon that you, Jake Lucas, supplied us with, it is too late. We have come back. Home. It was hubris that ferried us away, but fear that has hurled us back. You all have to understand that we aren't here on a journey of conquest or exploration, but on a journey of protection. Survival is all that we are seeking. I feel that we have gotten off on the wrong foot, and I am here to clear the air with you. As the totality says this, and they finish with clear the air, the lights in the room come up. It's still dark, it's still hard for everybody to see, but you're able to see the shape of the room a little better, and it, it almost feels like an organic shape. It's not angular, it's not structured like the bridge that you were on. It's closer to a field of some sort. Across the room from you is something that once could have resembled Crumb. Raquel, you are the most familiar with Crumb. In your journey to be <laughs> Crumb's best friend, you have definitely studied him a little bit closer. This creature is old, ancient, and it is seemingly falling apart. And it doesn't have just one central eye like Crumb did, it's got hundreds of eyes floating in this form that it's taken on. Oh. It has tendrils that are reaching beyond into the darkness that it hasn't illuminated, and it seems like it can't move anymore. But it stays where it is. The first thing that I want everybody to do is to give me... Uh, Jake and Raquel, I want you to give me willpower rolls, and Hagen, I want you to give me an intelligence roll. It's a 10 from Raquel. An 8 for Jake. We can't re-roll any of these! <laughs> this is affecting your internal systems, Hagen. So, I would say that technology could apply, since it is your own personal body. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I know my body. Unlike I do in real life. Because <laughs> uh, that would be a six on its own. But one of these is a one. I'm going to re-roll it. And it's a four. So that's seven plus two. That's nine. Okay, it's better than four. Give me another roll for Jacker as well. Not Jacker. What's his intelligence? No. No, it's just a flat. It's a flat intelligence roll for Jacker. He also got a nine, actually. Oh, wow. Like okay. father, like son. <laughs> the field that surrounded the ship that you all observed when you went to go see the outcast's lair is emanating from this room. And it starts to enter your body, Hagen. And it's delivering this scrap code that seems to shut off your internal systems. But... While it's much more advanced and exotic than the things that you have dealt with, you are the total and complete master of your own body. It's entered your systems, so you have to spend some time making sure that it doesn't corrupt anything, but you are able to stop it from entering any vital parts of your mainframe. And you look over as this is happening and you're able to see that Jacker is going through the same process. Like you said, like father, like son. They are following your example almost at the exact speed that you are, 
and they are taking care of their own body just as, as securely as you are. Jake, you have dealt with psychics before. You've dealt with lots of psychics. You've traveled and you have gone all over the galaxy. You know what is happening to you. But this psychic presence is so much stronger than anything you've had to deal with. You're able to stay on your feet, but you can tell that it's dazing you. You're having to spend enormous amounts of your willpower to conquer what is happening. Raquel, the, the same presence is coming, but as it enters your psychic aura around you, your new armor flashes into reality and it bathes over you and you are able to keep your feet and maintain eye contact with this creature sitting across from you. It seems that I've underestimated the creatures that have grown in our absence. But now that I have you three here, I think it's time that we have a conversation about what is required to make sure the Milky Way does not turn into all of the other galaxies we've gotten reports from. I might clarify that the reports that we've gotten are the last communications we've gotten from entire civilizations. You can be our messengers. You can go out and tell people that what we are doing is not conquering. It is a kindness to allow our people to come onto everyone's planets. We won't slaughter, we won't use this weapon that we have been so generously given. But we are the most capable in fighting the darkness. You have to understand that they will be here. It might not be soon, but they are coming. We are the only species with the ability to keep them away from our home. So manipulation is one of my abilities. And um, I'd like to like, like think about that like in an opposite way. Whereas Jake understands that he's being manipulated by this like psychic energy. Uh, and in knowing that, um, I think that he may have ways to get out from under it. Um, and I'd like to see if maybe he can shake off some of this daze uh, and um, and maybe regain a little bit more consciousness. I like uh, that's like game recognized game. Yeah. <laughs> the way that this daze is beginning to manifest is that the room around you is turning into a memory of yours. I want you, Jake, to describe the biggest failure of your smuggling career to me and the people that you failed. Jake was hired, and hired is a generous word. Um, he was doing really a favor for a, a small tribe on a, an outer world planet that was in danger of being wiped out by a, um, a, a group of folk with a, with a greater technology. And he had been hired by the, uh, the chief of this clan to, to spread the uh, message to, uh, to, to the six other branches of the clan to gather to, to stand against this force that was coming in. And he got captured uh, on his way to the very first one because he was human kind of got let go by the big uh, corporation that was like mowing everything down. He did have to watch though as they raised the village, slaughtered the, the villagers to a person. He has never forgiven himself for not being careful. This memory surrounds you now. It's not just in your head, you're living it again. And the walls catch flame of this habitable area that you were trying to protect of these people that you were trying to help and where the totality was sitting in the distance you see the chieftain who hired you jake would you allow this to happen to them a million times over to sit and watch again and again 
I want you to manipulate the chief and tell me how you're going to do that. Manipulate the chief. But that's the chief is speaking with the totality's voice? Correct. So you're in this memory and you're trying to manipulate your way out of it. Okay. Okay. But you have to fight through your biggest demon to get back to the reality. Jake, for a moment, thinks he's going to drop to a knee, but he kind of braces himself and stands, and he zips up his coverall, like, all the way to the neck, and he adjusts his hat a little, and slowly, one foot in front of the other, begins walking towards the chief, and he remembers that his name was Nathaniel, and he had a big, a big, uh, old furry dog. He calls out, like, in the most like normal tone that he can possibly bring up with all of his charm and, and guile and guilelessness really he says Nathaniel well met and just smiles real big cocks his hat back uh, and throws a hand up in the air waving and this feels like bad theater to him but he knows that it looks right because that's just who he is he knows that it looks right uh, and so that's how he approaches. He is going to speak to Nathaniel as if the world is not burning around them. Um, and so I think the manipulation role would be, is he able to maintain this air of like pretending so hard that the other stuff doesn't exist? Give me the role. I'm going to re-roll one of these. This is bad, y'all. No, it's not. It's an eight. And I'm going to... I'm going to take a partial success. The burning scene around you smolders and the, the lights go out. It's just you and Nathaniel standing there. The big hairy dog standing by his, his hip. He looks down at you it feels like you're shrinking you guys were on on a similar height and as you approach him he gets bigger and bigger and you seem to shrink in this memory you failed them once jake are you really ready to fail them again but as you force your way through this memory you put yourself into a vulnerable position you're able to break this initial psychic hold. However, when you roll manipulate on the totality, you're going to have to take a flat roll. All right. You ready for that Kagan. now? Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you want to do that now, let's... <laughs> no, let's come back to it, because I'm not quite sure exactly what I want to do yet. I ain't as cool as Jake. <laughs> Hagen, what are you doing to get out of this code? What, what are you doing to prevent it from attacking more of your systems? Hagen systems to do this like if you looked on paper or, or on a computer it would be ones and zeros and electricity and, and all that stuff but the the program for him is much in the same way that someone recovers from a panic attack where they root themselves they you know try to notice you know five things they can see four things they can you know hear stuff like that he tries to like remember things on his journey things that define who he is and kind of without really realizing it in his tummy compartment the the little test tube of the the last blood sample begins to spin on its rack while he's doing that just, just like as he's thinking about Hogan. Give me another intelligence roll. All right. This one's a 10. Working through your memories of who you are and reestablishing all of your systems, you essentially do the, the like 80s, <laughs> 80s action hero where you just like, and you break all the like chains and stuff around you and you're able to just get full control of your body again. Give me a roll for Jacker. 
I can I flavor something because I thought about this a minute ago when you said that he was doing it in the same way. Yes. One of the things I think happens when when Hagen sees that Jacker is kind of following suit is Hagen wants to sync with him to help him go through the same procedure, and on the outside that just looks like they're holding hands. So. So I'm gonna say that. With that full success that you got, Hagen is able to stand up and, and make that connection with Jacker. So what I'll say is that you can roll Jacker's roll with your intelligence skill. Cool. Come on, Jacker, don't beat it. And he didn't. That is actually higher than his papa. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has the benefit of your mistakes to learn yeah. from. <laughs> um, you go over and you make this connection holding hands with Jacker. He gets up on a knee and stands up, and you guys are able to stand shoulder to shoulder again. Raquel, your psychic abilities have been incredibly heightened over the last you know, two days being on this ship, working with Crumb. And as you are looking at the totality and you're listening to what they're saying and you feel this room and this weird aura that they have, you hear Calvin take a sharp breath. <gasps> and you turn around. Calvin is in the room with us? Yes, everybody, everybody got caught in Hagen's teleporting. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Um, As you turn around, Crumb floats up and becomes <sighs> vertical again. But their eye is solid blackness. No. That's not good. What do you do? So Raquel is furious. She's angry at what the totality just told them. And, but now Crumb just stood up. She she believes she knows, but she wants to she wants to try to telepathically communicate with Crumb to see if it's Crumb or if it's the totality because she thinks it's the totality. What do you telepathically ask Crumb? I telepathically say, I don't know. I feel like it would just be something simple like, "Who are you?" Because she would she would recognize the difference between Crumb and the totality. So she would just be like, "Which one of you is controlling this body?" I am neither. I am from beyond. Okay, now it's getting weird. What do you mean beyond? Like the and beyond? It's never been easy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all need to stop with this D&D beyond because we all know Shard is superior in all <laughs> forms. It can be superior and D&D beyond because it's never been easier. I am what these beings have run from I have come with them not by my own will but they have brought me with them I am trapped for now but the rest of me is coming what's the rest of him? that's the fucking darkness oh god I just got it oh god I oh no panic oh my god panic I'm throwing everything out the window and I'm crying no, I'm not crying. I'm crying. I'm, I'm crying. I turn back to the to, to the totality that you gave such a complicated name to that I can't pronounce um, <laughs> this early in the morning. And I said, you, you claim that you care about survival, yet you are willing to kill so many people because the survival you care about is only your own. Yet you weren't even smart enough to know that you brought the darkness to us. David, that was so good and you ruined it. It was dope. No, that's what the anyway, that, no. that's, that's what the <laughs> air horn was for. I love it. You believe that I'm unaware the darkness is with us? We know it's come with us. We brought part of it with us. Your own Hogan has witnessed our capturing of the darkness. Ask them, it's true. They have the entirety of our journey in their databanks. They can tell you I speak the truth. We have been studying it for the entire trip back to the Milky Way. 
Yes, I make no excuses for allowing small bits of life to have to die out to ensure that the Milky Way can remain the cradle of life potentially in the entire universe. Your species has been around for almost no time at all in the grand scheme of things. Give the Milky Way another hundred thousand years and it will be teeming with life once again. We can help with that. We have created so many different types of life on this ship. Give us time. You will see that what we are doing is the wisest way to fight the darkness. I don't believe it is. You want to make emissaries of us, but you haven't even give us, given us a chance to try it our way. You're about to kill my home, and you want me to be an- As you're speaking, all of the eyes in the totality begin to like pulse and look at you. The confidence that you're feeling is wavering as you're talking to him. No, the no, that's just Nicola. Like <laughs> that's where the confidence wavers. Uh, you you're holding you're holding my entire homeworld hostage to get you to help you with your plan. That's not going to be successful. We've broken bread psychically. I have seen parts of your past. I know. You have no ill will towards your people, but I also know you harbor no love for the society that you've come from. Would you not jump at the opportunity to restructure it for what time is left to make it a utopia, to help us keep this galaxy alive? Just because I don't like the societal structure does not mean I want death for those who are forced to abide by those societal rules because they are not strong enough on their own to save it. Death and change are not the same thing. As you're speaking, Crumb begins to move closer to you. I've told you they would not side with you. I've seen this conversation played out over millennia and thousands and thousands of cultures. They will always choose life over death. I don't know that I'm ready to deal with you yet. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. There could still be death. It's just not going to be the death of my people. So, so the crumb body's walking towards me? Hagen has an idea to lay out Maybe to get everybody else thinking, because I'm about a about 99% positive that this is not the method anyone is going to go with, but it's it's there. Hagen chimes in, realizing the the options of you know destroy the planet or save and and you know save the Milky Way slash universe or leave the planet alone and that planet dies and all life dies because of the darkness. Is that right? That is right. Th those are your current two options on the plate. Right now, it appears we are experiencing an enormous version of the trolley problem, wherein we could pull the lever and you know, right now we're on path to destroy the planet and save the Milky Way. Or we can pull the lever to save the planet, but everyone forever dies. I would like to propose that maybe all life and sentient life has run its course. Huh? Maybe none of us need to be here anymore. Maybe the darkness is right. Maybe the darkness can come. And maybe the world can start over. Maybe existence can start over. This is not an ideal situation. It's not a pleasant one. And let me assure you, it's not one I like. But I'm just laying out the thoughts. That's the end of that sentence. I, I'm just laying out the thoughts. I'm, I'm laying out how I see things. This is... Of course, I did not expect the 
preachers calling us are the ones spouting what we believe. This is an unexpected turn. Crumb floats over closer to Hagen, and the, the black eye in his jelly looks at you incredibly close, scrutinizing everything that you're doing right now. You've essentially just said what the darkness has planned as your plan. I want to ask an out-of-character question because I feel like I missed a thing, but I don't... I, I think I missed why destroying my planet would save the Milky Way. Like, what is the point of crashing the ship into the planet? They're, they're essentially using it as, like, a signal flare for their return. Like, hey, oh. it's, it's more of a sort of Damocles. Like, we're here, we're going to protect you, and you don't have an option... We oh, need okay. your resources to fight the darkness. Yeah. And no, fuck off. Your, your resistance is either going to get you killed quicker or you're going to work with us. That's the totality's plan. I don't like it. Anyways, continue. Al alternative, is it not possible to evenly spread the work of uh, what you plan on this one planet across multiple planets so that not just one planet becomes you know all reliant or, or, or the the only beacon crumb 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 darkness dark crumb dark crumb there we go um dark crumb looks at you and then slowly turns back to the totality and the totality speaks to you I, I think, think you have misunderstood. This is not the only planet that we're going to land on. We are going to need the resources of every planet. From here, we will spread to every arm of the Milky Way. The darkness will come at us from every direction, and we need the resources of every planet, every asteroid, Harness all of the stars of the Milky Way and bend it towards fighting the darkness back. Hi, Totality. Um, I, I didn't introduce myself. I'm Hagen Young. It's nice to meet you. What you're saying sounds almost worse than the darkness. I think I'm starting to understand Hagen's point. We could just restart. Everybody, everybody gets wiped out now, including you, Totality. Let the darkness run their course, and then start over. That is short-sighted. You have no idea if the darkness will allow life to restart. We are offering the chance that the Milky Way can remain the cradle of life, and life can begin again after we have defeated the darkness. Once we push it back, we will leave once more, and the Milky Way can become the bed of life again. It will take time. Evolution will have to restart, but we are offering that only at the expense of the life already here. Nolan... I do want to ask, I also want to ask an out of character question. Okay. Are we completely no, you derailing can do everything? No. Okay. No. All right, cool. I just if, wanted to make sure. I mean, I'd like it more if you said yes. I mean, you are derailing it. I was not expecting you to be like, hmm, you know what? That galaxy, galaxy conquering, you know, void of darkness. Sounds like a good idea. Well, I just... <laughs> no, oh, no, I have an idea of where I'm going with this. I don't know where you're going with it. I'm faking it, but... Who, me? Where I'm yeah, going with it? Yeah. How much of this can Jake see or hear? Can, is he not in this at all? Hagen's, Hagen's talking aloud. He, he's not psychic. Yeah, every, everybody's talking now. Everybody is speaking with words. So I don't see the chief anymore? But has, and Jake has busted out of his, his psychic prison. No, Jake has. It's just his manipulation is is kind of weakened. Can I see the chief still or not? 
No, you you have gotten out of that memory. Okay, th- okay, you are cool, cool, cool. So I've room. seen all of this other thing, and I've seen them both say that they think that the darkness is gonna go. Is it? It's a good idea. Correct. All right. So um, Jake is going to Jake. Jake wants to reach equilibrium. He has. Um, he entered this mission with one very like strict philosophy of pacifism. I just smuggle things from one place to the next, and I don't hurt nobody, and I just get my paycheck and move on. Since he's been on this mission, however, he has he has killed things. Uh, he has um, he's shot uh, you know vessels out of the sky, and made several decisions that took other people's lives for for granted, including uh, almost firing the Fleshette cannon when Hagen was still out in the field, and in doing ridiculous things like knocking himself out so that he could get the uh, the thing taken out of his belly. He has made a lot of very bad decisions today. And in his mind, having seen all the shit that he's seen, he thinks about how after that village was burned and after uh, some like early buildings got built over the old settlement, like storage places and, and terraforming stations and whatnot, he remembers when... Um, when they took over that one village, uh, they assured the other six villages that um, that they would be offered protection from the the wild creatures that sometimes came in and out of the uh, of that area. But in just a few weeks, the the company had taken over and raised all six villages. Had spread despite offering its word of protection at the beginning. And Jake sees an analogous situation happening, and. It just gets the sort of nihilistic feeling that it doesn't matter. If they they say they're going to offer protection, they say they're going to bring a civilization back, but it's real likely that they're just going to burn everything down. And so Jake looks at Raquel, he looks at Hagen, he looks up uh, to all the eyes, and he says, yeah, let it all burn. Let the darkness have it all. With Jake agreeing and and everybody coming to this realization that it's either a totalitarian rule by this species that left or essentially a universal restart, the, the totality has lost all of its confidence. It was not expecting to be on the losing side of an argument of, of life and death. And the blackness in Crumb's eye begins to spread to his entire body. The uniform that he was wearing falls off of him. And this this black energy fills his body. And it turns him into this ethereal creature with these gray wisps coming off of it. And he floats over to the totality. And the, the eyes in this totality are from other creatures like it's this is essentially thousands of crumb like creatures that have joined into one to become this all-knowing creature that hasn't died for thousands and thousands of years crumb walks over and and inserts these tendrils into this dark creature i stop it what do you do rick how, rick how panics because it's not going the way that she was trying to manipulate it. Uh, I throw up a force wall around the dark creature just as it's getting in front of the totality, which for the audience, uh, uh, as long as you concentrate on nothing else, you can create a strong barrier of solid psychic energy up to 10 by 10 feet in size. If it comes under sustained stress, I will have to make a willpower roll. Just as it gets close... Because Raquel was manipulating. Raquel wasn't actually on board with letting the darkness take over. And so as the darkness was going to the totality, she she just like a force of energy comes from her body that she was not expecting because it's a it's a gift that Crumb had given her. And she surrounds she surrounds the 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 dark crumb in this force wall. And she says, Now that we have chosen to not include your survival in this. Now you know how we felt. Is this all of the darkness? No. no. Oh, God, oh, no. Okay. This is just the little bit they brought with them. 
and my little force wall is not going to last very long against this thing. What color is your armor? That that psychic armor that you discovered, what color is it? It's like a bluish purple because my skin is a little bit gray. And so it's kind of like a, a complimentary bluish purple. Oh, awesome. You throw this wall up and everywhere that the darkness touches it, bright flashes of this, this blue purple explode. There's There's light filling up this strange void room. And your your psychic armor is glowing now. It's not just present in reality. It's beginning to give off a light of its own and pushing back the darkness. The the wispy tendrils that were growing off of Crumb start to shrink back into his body. Anybody else got an idea? <laughs> I don't. I was serious. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Nicola was curious. Raquel was not. She was full on like manipulating and was like, oh, yeah, let's get the totality scared and see what happens. And then suddenly it was like, oh, no, the totality's actually about to die. The big psychic energy barrier that was around the ship is beginning to falter because the totality can't hold on to that power while it's having this discussion and it throws a large part of its willpower into another barrier to to completely enclose the darkness. It's done this before, but it takes enormous amounts of power and it is adding to yours so that the darkness is in this solid psychic barrier. But now all of the ships that are surrounding the asteroid, all of the ships that are outside of it, because you guys have just been cruising through the galaxy and now you're in front of a well-populated planet. There are cruisers and battleships and starfighters and all of these things that are around it that are now flooding this ship with commands and questions and technology because you guys haven't known what's going on. You've just been moving. The entire quadrant of this part of the galaxy is throwing their force behind stopping the ship or just figuring out what's going on and your communicators in this space are going crazy with questions from different civilizations. You can't really pick one signal because there's so many, but you have the support of pretty much everybody behind you to try and figure out what's going on. You know inside the ship what they're trying to do and you know what's following after them. What do you do to get people to believe that they need to join together to stop what's happening on both sides of this argument? We start an American Idol-esque text vote. <laughs> How do you want to stop the end of the galaxy? Text oh, hashtag dark side or hashtag save my ass. Is Celeron a place with a world ruler or is it countries... What, is there one ruler to rule them all? Jake would know this from culture. <laughs> Raquel would know this from living there. Yeah, I was about to say Raquel would know this. We've established that Jake has never been to Zelron That's right. in previous episodes. That's right, it. That's right. You're going to make me decide, aren't you? Yeah. Yes, I am. Because it's your home planet. <laughs> um, I... Give me that flavor. Uh, Zelron has... Do you want... You, I think it's like a UN situation. Yeah, pitch one at me. I was about to say it's like a UN situation, but yeah, pitch one. I I had a similar one, but it, it's it's a council of of eight prime ministers coming together to speak for their eight provinces on the planet, but they all get along, so it's not that much like the UN. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hagen, you want to reach out to these prime ministers? I figured Raquel would, because she's psychic. I mean, we also have communicators now. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't do anything else psychically while I'm holding the darkness. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll contact them then. Wait, okay, so we have two things in front of us right now. We need to convince the planet that we... To, to believe us so that we can work together. But it's going to be real fucking hard to do that while the ship is still on a direct warpath to run into said planet. Correct. The technological psychic field is down. You have Dark Crumb in a psychic container, containment field. You have the 
other bad guy having to throw their power to help you do this. And you are in the absolute brain of this ship. But is this where the navigation is? I don't know, Hagen. Is this where the navigation is? It sure is. Look at that. Someone has a map and is full of technology. It's Um, crazy. It's crazy how it's never been easier to drive this ship while also being right near the totality in the darkness. Hey, real quick, before we try and do that. Yeah. Darkness, before we make any mistakes that we would regret, would you consider, just consider, not destroying the entirety of existence in exchange for being able to just destroy the totality? The creature in the containment field turns to you and wordlessly tries to push its way out of this psychic barrier towards you. Is that a no? Is that a I have to roll willpower to keep it up? No! (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'd also like to say I it just says you may have to roll a dice with willpower to maintain it and I feel like this is a skill that I have called survival. So if I fuck it up, I'll be able to re-roll one. That's a sure. Sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. I would say that's a good justification for that. Okay, good. Because currently that is a six. So we're going to re-roll this one and get another one. Uh, so it's what? a six. I fucked up. I fucked up. No one. Guys, I no fucked one. up. No one. No one. No one. But the t- no okay, one. the totality also put a barrier around. So I'm just... I'm just the little barrier on the inside. I'm just a single psychic. I would like to pull some Patrick Rothfuss bullshit. Ugh, fine. Can I give up some of my health to boost that number to a 10? Can I give up four health points to boost that number to a 10? My logic here is just like, what is something valuable? I know, life. Okay, and what I'm gonna... I am going to flavor it to yes, give please. you RP so yes. that you can say yes to it is that we're not we're not very far from each other we're standing pretty close yeah and as the as the darkness leans against it Rahagan can see Raquel falter because it's the she's not used to she doesn't exactly know how to control this part of her psychic ability yet and so her knees buckle a little bit and so Hagen like channels some electricity to almost like give her an adrenaline boost. And so he sh- he touches her and like shocks her to give her an adrenaline boost. And it costs him some of his life essence of electricity. First off, yes. Secondly, here's what happens to give you the time <laughs> to do that. Jake, on the side of your head, you you get a bonk and you hear a clatter at the ground. And you look down and there is a key with a rabbit's paw on it. And Calvin looks over to you as she sees Crumb moving towards Hagen and just says, take care of the manticore. She's yours now. I know you know what to do with her. No. She walks in front of Crumb as they begin to move towards Hagen and she puts her arms out, says, buddy. I know you can fight this. What are you doing? This is not what you are. I've I have seen you save so many people and do so many things to make sure that life is taken care of. This is not the crumb that I know. And she puts her hands on a couple of his tendrils. And as she does that, her hands turn to shadow. And she keeps walking forward. And as she's trying to embrace this crumb, the the darkness quavers and and moves in and out. And Hagen, you see the opportunity, you go and you, you like take two fingers like a taser and you put them on (laughs) Raquel and you give her a zap. And it's, it's quick and you haven't had the time to like prepare for this. You take that four damage. Yeah. Raquel, you get boosted to a full success, but you also take two damage because this is like, you're freaking out. You're having to hold the psychic barrier up. You're getting shocked. And it's it's just taking a ton of energy. You got lightly defibrillated. Yeah. I, it's ex- fine. Yeah. It's fine. 
Jake, you are holding this key with this rabbit's paw, watching the captain of this ship essentially go down with her crew. What do you do? First off, I'm going to use my smuggle skill to put that rabbit foot key like in a pocket that nobody else can get to or see. Uh, Your butthole. So, my butthole. And uh, we're going <laughs> to... Just keystering it? Just just putting it in the old keister. So he, he, he tucks it into his coat or into his coverall. Um, he goes to the... Oh, man. Out of character. If, if the ship is destroyed, is the darkness destroyed? This, this aspect of it, you will have the knowledge of what to do, but the, the darkness is still coming. The, what they've brought, you should be able to get rid of, but you, you are essentially stalling the problem if you blow up the ship. We have to get off it first, though, because the knowledge is in Hagen. If you yeah. go up to Hagen, we don't have right. the knowledge. That's what I was just thinking about. I forgot I had the knowledge. I no mean, Hagen no has the knowledge. David, yeah. not so much. Uh, uh, yeah. Jake is going to is going to look at Hagen and look at Raquel and and see that one, their captain is dying, and two, those two are hurt. And um, they are in a in an unsustainable situation, and he he calls out to Hagen, "Can you teleport us out of here?" I think I probably could, right? Do I still have orbs? Yeah. How far can you get us away from the ship with those? This sh- I can get us onto the manticore. Can you get us to the manticore? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes. <sighs> Is that what you want? I think that what we may need to do is have the powers of this planet destroy this ship. And we get off the ship, make it to the planet, and explain what the hell just happened. We might have a chance. We could probably talk to them from here, though, too. But if we're going to ask them to blow the ship up, we don't want to be on it when it happens. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a legitimate concern. Sorry, didn't think about that. Uh, he says to Hagen, get those orbs ready. And he goes to whatever the comms device is. And in his, with his knowledge of culture, I would like to roll to see how many languages he knows. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be 13. So let's... You know all the languages. Yeah. You know, every language that you want to communicate with, you can. Yeah, so Jake Jake does this really weird thing that's a little unsettling. Um, at, at first, he speaks in you know in, in, in the language that, that you all understand. And he says, um, uh, people of Celeron, uh, the ship that is entering your uh, orbit right now uh, is, ha- ha- is malicious, has ill intent, and will destroy your planet. Please... Please, please shoot it out of the sky. He does this in like 13 different languages, and you can tell just by his posture and by his tone that he's saying it exactly the same way. After that, he looks back at Hagen. He says, I hope you're ready to move, buddy. He, he pulls out the teleport balls and, and clicks his heels, and we're back on the manticore. Before you teleport... Jake, you get about halfway through the different languages before you start hearing shots being taken at the the asteroid outer ship. You're already feeling people believing what you're saying because the heading of the ship makes people believe what you've said to be completely true. The totality is, it's essentially lashed to this ship. It can't leave. Its eyes are, are moving in, in multiple directions, trying to figure out what you're doing. As you're communicating this, several of the seers that you've dealt with come into this space and are trying to figure out how to get the totality out, how to save the project they've been working on for a hundred thousand years. As they're coming in, Jacker just starts blasting them out of the sky. Jacker knows what's up. He has dealt with the information of this ship enough to know that what you guys want to do cannot allow these creatures to get the totality out. Raquel, you see this shadowy form of of Crumb and Calvin kind of fading in and out of her shape 
and this shadow. And you don't know what's happening, but there's one strand, one of Crumb's frills that is fully purple and pink and blue, the normal vibrant colors of Crumb. The rest of his body is this, this gray darkness, but you can see there's part of his body that has retained what it is. I take my Bowie knife, which was a pen light, and I make you go back into a thing, scissors, and I run up and I snip off the little tendril. I tell Captain Calvin that we have to go. Like, this is how we save Crumb. And I dangle the little wiggly earthworm. Give me a willpower roll. Oh, fuck. I'm getting different dice this time because the others are starting to fade. <laughs> oh, that's a 13. Here's the decision that I want you to make. Oh, God. The little tendril either comes off easily and you can, psychically you know, there's the entity of Crumb in this. Or it gets caught and you can save Calvin. Oh, I can't do both? You cannot do both. <laughs> you can't? Oh my god, what you want? What did I what did I do to make you hate me? I don't. <laughs> I but I want this to be an affecting decision that you have to but, make. You can but you fully succeed on doing one of these things. Okay. Um I, I take the crumb because I just cut it off and Calvin made the decision. Calvin made the decision on her own. But I try to convince her that I take the little crumb. You grab the, the little crumb entity and, and immediately a psychic link is created between the two of you. And you feel this relief, this release of, of a being, essentially. Once, once it is separated from the rest of crumb, you in your head just hear like breathing and crying. You look up as you're taking a step back and Crumb's eye, Dark Crumb's eye, and Calvin's face are both looking at you. And as you begin to release the containment field, that darkness swallows the rest of Calvin and she just becomes a shadow. But the small tendril that you're holding in your hand speaks to you. She knew what she was doing. She was a good friend. We will remember her. That's why she did this. We have to go. Yeah, and I run back to the others. Hagen, give me an intelligence roll. Jake, did you have something? I just wanted to say that, like, I I picked up the ability Reckless when we leveled up. Uh, and Reckless is if I do something with disregard for my own safety or the safety of others, I get plus one on, uh, on the next roll. So, like... I think the idea is that, like, if I make reckless decisions, the next decision I make off of that will have plus one on it. Okay. Yes. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna be acting recklessly from here out. I think, like, I, I feel like the equilibrium that Jake is after, he realizes that this is this is it. Like this is this is the equilibrium to destroy the threat that happens now, to give the other people a chance to do better, and to give the uh, people of the Milky Way a chance to like prepare for the incoming darkness. So like he is gonna rush headlong into the equilibrium. So him calling for the shots to come in is a reckless action. And I'd like to say that as soon as they, are, have, are we teleport, have we teleported yet? Or are we still a moment before that? Hagen, Hagen is doing that this very instant. Okay. That's what he just rolled for. I got a 10. This room has, has fallen into chaos. The, the darkness is escaping its containment. The totality is, is losing its mind, trying to figure out what's happening. As it calls in reinforcements, the seers to come and, and get it out of this containment field, Jacker has no sympathy and is just blasting them out of the sky with as many, many lasers that he has. You have the time to shut off everything around you, Hagen and you put in the coordinates specifically to the bridge of the Manticore, a place you've already been, you know where to go. You get these orbs going and are teleported to the bridge of the Manticore. 
you you do it successfully the manticore all of the systems are on now that that field is down but it is still damaged they blink into existence inside of the uh inside of the manticore and Jake was sort of like in mid-step when the transportation happened, and he just continues running without breaking stride toward the defense uh, uh, unit that are the 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 battle station. Yeah, all right. Uh, without missing a step, uh, Jake runs up to the uh, the battle station. He tosses the key to Hagen and says, I "Think you know how to fly this thing?" Given my track record, I'm surprised you said that. <laughs> 